This episode of Hood and Holistic is brought to you by Grotta Love. I told you I was heavy. So heavy you can't hold me. Might attempt to carry me, but then you'll have to marry me. I warned you. Not once but twice. Yet you still rolled the dice and tried to bet on me. With this, you can't be lazy. Booty requires two hand touches, self-reflections, glimpse in the mirror. You may wonder why you love me. That was an excerpt from Heavy, a poem out of Grata Love's debut poetry book, Brave New Soul. Her name is Chantel Walker. You can get your copy at www.gratalove.com and follow her Instagram at underscore Grata Love. That's G-R-A-D-A. And don't forget the love. Like the sage while I roll a tree. We like a veggie bowl with collard greens. Good healing with transparency. Southern slang and some gold teeth. Two deep bitches, you and me. Connected millions on this frequency. Hood and holistic for your energy. Hood and holistic for your energy. A song called Hood Morning. Tap, 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 tap. Tapping in. Is the mics Tapping on? In. The mics are on. Okay. Make yes. sure. We ready? We are ready. You ready? Welcome back to another episode. Another one of Hood and Holistic Podcast. Yes, sir. I'm Ash. And I'm Court. And we in this thing. We are here. And we are queer. We are this is episode 60. Five. Episode sixty five of them things. You know, we did this sixty five times. That feel that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, we was consistent. Okay. Wait till we get to episode like three hundred. It's gonna be crazy. That's gonna be crazy. Crazy. Three hundred. Yeah, we we'll probably get to this year. We just pardon. Please don't say that. Pardon every day. Fuck Shout it. Out. Turn the mic on. <laughs> 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 oh my god That's like when we tap into uh, Joe Budden He'd be like This is episode 317. That nigga don't even be knowing What episode it is <laughs> What is this 322 They'd be like bro It's 379 <laughs> God Shout out to everybody Who is tapped in Wherever you are tapped in at Apple Podcasts SoundCloud Spotify Anchor Stitcher, Stitcher Google Play All that Thank, Thank you. y'all. Thank Appreciate y'all for, for, for tapping into us each and every day. Goddamn. Because y'all on here every, every day. day. Also, thank you for keeping a conversation going. Yes, yes. Talking yes. about it on Twitter, sharing it with your family and friends. We definitely appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Big shout out to Brandon, our latest patron. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you so Came much. Came through. He he was actually very um he let us know that the last episode which was about 
owning your home and just funding your life mm-hmm. um that he was working towards getting his home and working towards having his seven percent yes you know what i'm saying so that, we love we said if one person it. gets a home out of listening to that episode that we did our job yeah and so if you haven't listened to episode 64 with Chase Sloan, the realtor from Houston, Texas, make sure y'all go go ahead and tap into that. Um, it's a lot of gems. A lot of gems and a lot of resources um, to get you acclimated to the home buying process. Absolutely. Yes. Shout out to Angela Sun. Dropped a little love donation on Thank you girls. for that. We appreciate it. It definitely makes us feel warm, makes our hearts smile. Yes. So thank you. Thank you. Listen, if you want to support this podcast, all you have to do is go over to Hood X Holistic on Cash App or ratings, reviews, or become a patron. Yes. You can uh, go on patreon.com, Ash and Court, and find us. All right. Yes. So before we get too deep into the intro, you know what I'm saying? Because uh-huh. we're going to get back. We're going to talk about that, too. Yeah. Um, How are you feeling today, baby? I feel good. Yesterday, I was out and I was like around folk, you know, and that was the first time that I just been around people like that hanging out. It felt really good. We saw our good friend. Yes, we mixed and mingled, laid out at the park, caught some sun, some Got good vibes. D, some good banana pudding. The banana pudding was mom at the lemon bun cake. From the Merrick's mom, Bunt Cake. Shout out to Merrick. Shout out to Merrick for putting on a great event. Yesterday. And your mama's Bunt Cake. We gonna be hitting mama up for sure. Cause that lemon Bunt Cake tastes like a lemon coffee cake, and I, for one, am big on yeah. texture. It so was, the crunch it was of the, delicious. The soft, uh, you yeah. had to taste it. It was one of the honestly, it was the best pastry I taste out here in LA yeah, and it facts. definitely tastes it was it's up just, there I don't know if it was it's up, up there. there period it's up there times. period because I'm like this tastes like I'm at home <laughs> so it felt yeah that was that was good yes so baby how you feeling mind body and spirit I'm good I'm having a I'm having a good week my work week started on Saturday last week yes and so it ended today yeah and uh so far so good <laughs> what does that work week look like? i'm just, working what you was doing in the same clothes every day in the same spot every day getting stuff done getting yeah. it done getting it done um so i'm in a good place just to be received well by my peers and people that actually are you know following the podcast and yes. interested in the podcast yes um i'm also in a good place because of the conversations that we have been having mm-hmm. um just being able to be poured into as um artists but import- more importantly as people yes um the work that we do uh we didn't even look at it as work um as far as like moving energy spreading the vibration lifting the frequency all of that talk mm-hmm. um it's not even a, a thing and it, when it gets poured back into us because sometimes we don't even realize that we are drained yeah, or that we need, you know, those pick-me-ups. And um, I think just having good conversations, being surrounded by good people mm-hmm. uh, and being reassured yes, of what we're doing in our mission um, is a good feeling. It is so good. I'm in a good place, man. Man, Can't it's... Complain. The people have been so supportive, and I just kind of see that, too. Like, 
with other businesses that I'm looking at and you know they are yes. putting up like oh my god like I've had the best sales I've ever mm-hmm. had and I'm getting sales that I've prayed for mm-hmm. and it's such a beautiful Love thing to, to circulate that black dollar yes because we have money too yeah and we can pour into each other, you know, and it's a beautiful thing. And I definitely want it to be a ongoing yeah, thing. I think we, I think, I think we've started a a, a new quote unquote trend. Mm. Um, and when I say trend, I don't necessarily mean that it will die out because we do see some trends that last forever. We do see the start of um new thinking and just economically the way we've come together and the way we support like for me being on social media was so like overwhelming Mm -hmm. but yesterday i just got a boost of energy just seeing all the blackness people being educated about juneteenth and what it means for people that are from texas um what it means for us as a people period Mm -hmm. um just being black it just was it felt like a resurgence and this year has been tough enough yeah right so to have that energy being poured in such a a, a space that could get clouded with negativity Mm -hmm. um it felt really good yeah it felt really good you know it makes me think of like when you think of success how you know it's whatever you perceive success to be right so when you think about far as in whatever luxury is to you Mm -hmm. or whatever nice quality is or whatever it is that makes you feel elite special you know one of a kind it's changing right and it's you know now you know by getting back into your roots and our culture and like kind of just taking it back and actually pouring into it, it makes you feel good, right. you know, to invest in brands that you believe in mm-hmm. that makes you feel like amazing. So I love it. And yes, I'm going to keep going. Yes, 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 yes. So in the latest news, what's been going on? A lot of stuff been happening. Um, We're going to start this episode. I guess we already started, right? But um, <laughs> I was going to start um, this hot topic take. Um, highlighting a the murder of Jane Thompson. Um, this person was a trans, uh, was killed by the police in Colorado, which I felt was uh, interesting that we see a, a Tony McDade murder and then we see this murder of a trans identifying person. Um, just to let y'all know that the revolution will include trans people. Mm-hmm. The revolution only only exists because of trans people, because of non-binary people. And so it's important that we say these names. Um, like we've always said, um, we are a part of all of this. Mm-hmm. You, you don't have Black Lives Matter without that. Absolutely. And so I think that was important to um, bring about. Raven Simone, in the middle of the revolution... <laughs> Brings her white wife uh-huh. to the picnic. Yeah. How do we feel about that? You know. <laughs> you, 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 you know. You, you love who you love. Right. I actually didn't know her and her ex had even, like, broke up. I thought they was Yeah, I knew they was broke up. Oh, you did? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, you, you love Didn't they have love. a baby? I think Raven Simone had a baby. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Supreme Court rule uh six six three ruling uh Civil Rights Act of nineteen sixty four that protects LGBTQ against discrimination in the workplace. Yes. We love to see it. So now you can be very gay. <laughs> in the workplace. In the work and, and that matters. It. It and that matters it because matter. discrimination still happens um across 
all you know jobs you see it in the police and it force. Will still happen you see it in corporate america you see it in fast food like it's it's going it's happening but now it's illegal and i think it's important to note that that happens in the 60s that that mm-hmm. um actual statue is from 1964 we're in 2020 so you see how far we've come and how far we have not come uh and how much we need to overcome mm. but you know Let's talk about it we can we we'll take small wins and we'll take small victories in a time like this anytime we can get it we love it uh let me see we got carrie payton who was a star in the walking dead shared an amazing story and amazing pictures of his now trans son Aww. um and i just thought that was so cool because as a black person um, sometimes, you know, D- Dwayne Wade got so much backlash so uh, for supporting his daughter, uh, Zaya Wade. And we love to see more stories of black parents uh, coming out and being accepting of their children. Not just accepting, right? But loving. Let's loving. say that. Let's yes. replace accepting with loving. Just loving their children unconditionally. And it makes me think about my childhood uh, and just how much I was loved, you know. And mm-hmm. Ashley thinks it's so funny how my mother loves on me. And I just <laughs> have to tell her, girl, this is all I know. You know, so if I, I didn't have that, I would be devastated in my old age. But listen, I've never seen the support from a mother like <laughs> your mom supports you. It is the most incredible thing. Like, when Mama D calls me... <laughs> I gotta check Courtney phone because it's like, did she, did you call Courtney phone and she ain't pick up? No, she's <laughs> yeah. like that. But she checks on you and she's on all the things. Yeah, she I mean, gotta like, be. Wow, you love to see it. Yeah, parents it. just parents supporting their children through whatever they have. Um, even if that means supporting them through discovering themselves. And I think with our guests on the pod today, we have that same support, that same love and support. And so I think that's great to see it in the media, play yeah, out in the media absolutely. as well. Noah's Ark reuniting. Yes. Okay, I remember when I first watched Noah's Ark. Yeah. It was yeah, it was it was a lot of tea for me. I had is never it on seen I wonder if like is that. it on any streaming platforms? I've never seen the show. We probably could. We I'm sure we I think we should it. binge. I think we should. We should yeah. we should bring it back. It. it was it was so cute. <laughs> I loved all the characters so we're gonna have to bring it back and get into it Maybe yeah let's do it that'll be cool lastly i want to talk about j cole j cole who is if y'all don't know love yours is available on amazon right now we have two journals yeah one is a self-care journal which yeah. i love seeing y'all retweet about the self-care journal because people slept on it let me just say that they did but they are waking up to it and we also have a couples journal uh keeping couples designed to keep couples on the same page available now on amazon or you can get that at loveyoursjournals.com um but that's affectionately named after j cole who if you don't know was kind of like the catalyst to this relationship yeah i i i put a bar on facebook ashley finished the bar i think we fell in love from there but my man j cole decided to drop a whole record dissing the rapper no name mm. um no name who has become uh, an activist, a, an activist Absolutely. Uh, a, a leader in not just the the hip-hop community but just in general mm-hmm. uh a fantastic young lady who 
may have may or may have may have not tweeted and deleted a little some little shade mm-hmm. uh towards you know other people in the community i think j cole might have taken it personally me i think i have a, a, a unpopular opinion on why uh-huh. um and no name responded uh-huh. uh with what i think mm-hmm. is a very tasteful response Okay. And I'm stealing the I am the new black vanguard. I'm stealing that. <laughs> I'm stealing it. Listen, I here's the thing. But I don't I'm know the new what, vanguard. what and of course I'm a J. Cole fan. But I don't know what world J. Cole is in. He's like in his own little space. Tap tap. Um, uh, but today's day you cannot tell women Mm-mm. how to, you know, do what they how to speak a certain way, how to talk how to walk how to dress how to nothing you know so coming at a woman like that in 2020 is just it's it's no we don't do that we're not doing that bro we we don't do that we're not doing it her tone don't no 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 so that's the only like issue that i had with what you know was kind of said but i definitely feel like uh it hurt his feelings also we one thing that he mentioned was do it like this and do it like that in order for a person to receive what you're saying. And we believe it doesn't matter how a person is saying, you know, teaching you a lesson. Mm-hmm. If you don't understand, then you go and do your research. Mm-hmm. You go and do your part. If you don't understand a word, you Google that word. You open up that dictionary and find that word. You break that word down. Right. So it's not on her to dumb herself down and nobody should ever dumb themselves down to get a message. Yes. You know? Yes. Now, me personally, I think J. Cole was trolling. Um, if you are a person that used the internet but you're not really in tune with what's going on, you kind of use it to your advantage and how you know how. We've been guilty of that, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Just growing the brand and not really knowing how to grow it and trying to tell other people how to do theirs and it don't work for them. Right. But um, I think he brought a lot of attention to her. I think a lot of people went and streamed some No Name, went and signed up for her Patreon, went and joined, joined her book club. club. Yeah. And that's what, it, the, that's what art is supposed to do. It's supposed to create conversation and it's supposed to be, you know, compelling. Mm-hmm. And so while I don't think policing a woman uh, your your misogyny is, your misogyny is showing mm-hmm. um is ever the way to go but i do see the positive side in that which is we bigging up no name period and which is song 33 all right yes sir and there we go so getting into the episode today we have jessica zyri jessica the jessica zyri the Jessica, <laughs> <laughs> who is actually a, a friend and we've been wanting to get her on the podcast for a while absolutely um so it's so good that it worked out the way that it has um and she just comes on and she shares her experience as a black trans woman living in america um moving through the modeling industry yes finding community finding comfort in herself and also gaining support. Right. And um, kind of like her journey. She kind of yeah. takes us on her journey. I'm super excited about this, you guys. I met her in person and she has such a warm and loving spirit. Yes. So we are so excited to share Jessica with the people who don't know who she is. Get into it, definitely. Here we go, Jessica Zari. Denisha Author with Gifted and Aligned. 
Gifted and Aligned offers one-on-one holistic wellness and life coaching for children, teens, and young adults. Holistic Niche inspires and empowers all those that are drawn to live their highest versions of themselves. Holistic Niche has a bachelor's in psychology, and she's a certified holistic health and wellness coach. She has worked in a mental health field for over 10 years. Wow. She also has written ebooks to help begin your journey to reach your highest potential. Her passion is to teach clients to unlock their true potential and live the life that they love living. If you are ready to increase your alignment and clarity in areas of mental and emotional wellness, and to achieve your next level of success, Gifted and Align has coaching programs to help you get there. Contact Denisha Arthur at giftedandaligned.com. That's G-I-F-T-E-D-A-N-D-A-L-I-G-N-E-D.com. So... Hi, Jessica. Welcome. Hi. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on to Hood and Holistic Podcast. Yes. Thank y'all for having me. I'm very excited. I'm Absolutely. So, excited. so you know we stand you, right? Yes, always. Oh, yeah. I stand y'all too. <laughs> Let me, hold on. Let me, hold on. I don't know if you know this, but we came across you on Instagram way before we met you. And I was like, she is so pretty. Like, we was getting in. I was like, actually, y'all kind of look alike. Da, 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 da. <laughs> and so later on that day, we got invited to go to Heart and Soul, which Kevin is like our uncle, like our mentor, like everything to us. So he invited us out. We come out. And you were there. I'm like, what the f-? I was <laughs> like, Court, I'm pretty sure. That's the girl that's we was talking. Yeah. <laughs> no, I did not know that. Yeah. I, I'm like, I don't, I don't think we ever told you that. But we was definitely... No. That day we came across, and I'm like, y'all, y'all favor. And Esther was like, we do. Like we, we was getting all the way in, and then looked up, and you was at the event, and I'm like, what the hell? And I was like, oh my gosh, she's so tall. Because I'm used to being like the, the tallest, tallest girl, girl, and I was like, right. oh. <laughs> it was so cool. So this is almost like a full circle moment where we feel like we we kind of like brought you to us somehow. Yeah, yeah. So this is pretty cool. Oh, I love that. Yes. I love that so so and y'all have great energy like i'm always i'm always down for the vibe and the yes. energy that y'all are giving so i'm about it thank you yes. so introduce yourself to our listeners let them know who you are where they can find you and tell all the things that you're a part of and everything you do <laughs> oh that is i i do so much but we got time Jessica Zyri. okay all right y'all said it look i'm gonna keep y'all here all <laughs> um i'm jessica zyrie you can find me on instagram at the jessica zyrie and on twitter facebook um i am a trans woman who i do some modeling i'm getting into acting mm-hmm. i do a lot of activism um, specifically focusing on like LGBT rights and like racial discrimination. That's kind of my focus, but mm-hmm. I have been to many different conferences and I've even went to a few companies to educate them on just mm-hmm. being inclusive and what that looks like as far as, you know, the LGBT community as well as um, what racial inclusivity looks like. So I've done some of that stuff. I've been featured on um, a few really huge things. Like, I just made it on Project Runway earlier this year, kind of before everything went down. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I was 
I've been I've been leveling up. I've been doing this work for a long time, and you know, um, you know, there's a lot of rejection. It gets really hard at times with different things, but like overall, I think my dad kind of instilled this this hustler mentality to just keep pushing. Like we have so many things against us as as black people alone, and then like you know to also be a part of the LGBT community is mm-hmm. like that's one other layer of things but like not letting that stop me um so really that's what that's like the the base the base one I did um a campaign with Google Pride a couple years ago that was really amazing and then absolute and glad me and my father we were featured in that they wanted to capture like an accepting father of a a black trans daughter so that was a really beautiful moment we shot that in London and I still get emotional thinking about that we cried that day like it was just it was really deep to like experience that and like be like how far we came you know like that was a beautiful moment so there's there's a lot of hard moments but then there's also those beautiful moments that really make up for like a lot of the stuff that I'm doing as well Yes, that was, I, I don't want to skip to that part because we are going to get back to your dad. But that, for us to see it, I think we made us both emotional. Yeah, like, wow, absolutely. because you all, we always hear the stories of, you know, people not having acceptance and people being thrown in the streets and which leads to other things. And it's like to see that on such a big stage at that right. time, it was like, oh, my God, like, this is beautiful. So we definitely got into that. Yeah, we did. That was beautiful. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, it was it was a really beautiful moment to share and like to share with everyone. And then you know, I'm seeing like Dwayne Wade, you know, being an accepting uh, father. You know, so there's like all of these, all of these beautiful inspirations for families to look at and to see to know. Like before, whenever I was really young, you know, my dad didn't have any examples to kind of follow. Right. So we. We had some hardships. I know you said we'll get into it later, but no, we're cool. here. So you, let me go yeah, yeah, you got it. You lead me right into my question, so this is perfect. <laughs> um, but, you know, like, he's very accepting. He's, like, one of my biggest supporters. He's, like, now, but, you know, growing up, I think he felt this need to protect me mm-hmm. and in the way that he knew how. And so, you know, the best way to protect me, he thought, from the world was to, like, you know, reinforce this masculinity and right. like, you know, like, you know, you're a black child growing up in this world and like, you know, you have to be strong and this is what strength looks like for you. And so I remember growing up thinking he was like pretty mean and very strict. Yeah. But as I got older and we both kind of came to a mutual understanding of where each other was at, I think that's where we were really able to bond more and we've had like very deep talks about what that looks like. But yeah, it was it was definitely a journey to get to where we are today. It wasn't like this immediate kind of like, oh, like, you know, no matter what. I mean, I don't want to say he he told me as I was older, he was like, whenever me and your mother had you, we said, like, no matter what, we're going to love our child. Mm-hmm. But like finding ways to best love me and show me to show me that like that was the journey mm-hmm. not right. that he never didn't love me but it was like it was difficult for him because he didn't know he didn't have any examples and so now I, he's looked at as someone who like is an example right people which can is, learn you know, from him. right yeah yeah so that's amazing at what age did you say he came around to understanding you better um 
I mean, so I transitioned when I was 17 okay. in high school. So I was still a senior in high school. It was like the middle of senior year. I was thinking about prom and like, you know, I love to, <laughs> to glam up. Like I was like, I'm about to come in here. I'm about to play all of y'all. Yes. Um, <laughs> actually, when I was about 16, the year before I, I got really depressed and I was just like, I was, I had spent 16 years of my life up until that point, like having to hide, mm-hmm. having to perform like every single day. And that was so exhausting. And I was, I was so over it. And I was like, I don't feel like I can be true to myself. I don't feel like I can be authentic. And so, you know, I thought a lot about like not being in this world anymore. And I opened mm-hmm. up to him about that at 16. Like I was like, I'm just really not happy. Like, I don't want to be here. And at first, you know, we had some talks about it, but then like, he got really concerned because I kept bringing it up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so after that, I think that was kind of a change and a shift in him to be like, okay, I want you to feel seen. I want you to feel feel loved and all of that stuff. So mm-hmm. at that time, I came out about, like, being attracted to men. Sexuality and gender identity are different. Absolutely. I do put that out there. But, yeah. you know, I, I was attracted to men, so that was kind of, like, my first big coming out thing. But I knew that. Um, there was more to this performance that I've been having to do all of these years. So once I, once I was 17, I, I kind of did some research in between that time and I found some YouTube channels and like, I finally started to see like me in those. And then I was like, wow, I didn't know that like this was possible. I didn't know like this makes so much more sense because there wasn't really visibility that I saw at that time. Mm -hmm. So when I was 17, like, I told him and I remember he was just like very quiet like he didn't he wasn't never he was never like I'm not gonna accept you but it was Mm -hmm. like it just took a lot for him to like process everything and like you know parents kind of have this they grieve Mm -hmm. like the loss of a child Mm -hmm. and then like you know they receive even though like we're the same right it's like (laughs) they they grieve the loss of you know their perception right. or their, you know, the ideas or whatever yeah. what we are supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think for him, like, he always wanted a son. He tried to put me in, like, football and, <laughs> you know, all of this stuff. And, like, y'all would think, oh, I like being tackled by these men out here. But <laughs> I did not. Like, I'm not that girl. Like <laughs> <laughs> they was a little too rough with me. Oh my um, god. This is funny. But yeah, so it was like I think he had to to grieve that and then he had to um start to accept me in this new space. So he was he was accepting once he realized like the the heaviness and the seriousness of the situation. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't push me away at that time. But like learning how to be like my number one supporter. Yeah. Like I think that took some more time. So, so I know you said you came out at 16 and, um, that's like when you felt like, you know, I'm attracted to men. When would you say you felt like you may not have the, the, your mind isn't what reflects as far as your body? Like, when did you make that realization of like, you know what? I think I'm, it's more than just like, you know, this is how I was born. It's something deeper to it. When do you think that that process started for you? I would say, honestly, ever since I was born, yeah. like, I I knew I knew that something was different. I couldn't, I didn't have, like, the diction. Right. I didn't right. have, 
you know, I didn't have the words, I didn't have the examples or anything to like be like, that is me. So it was hard for me to, to talk about it. Mm -hmm. But my parents told me like, as soon as I was able to start expressing myself, like they could tell, like, you Uh, know, as soon as I was like two years old, three years old, like at that young of an age, you know, they could tell. And so my dad and his mentality of trying to, um, you know, save me from the world and what, you know, provide what he thought looked like safety for me. Mm-hmm. He was, he was correcting my, my actions and my behaviors and saying, mm-hmm. you cannot do this. You can't do that. Yeah. And then when I would go to school, it was like, no, you can't do this. You can't play with this. You know? So it yeah, was like, right. I was constantly, it was constantly reinforced that like whatever felt natural to me, whatever, whatever that was, I had to hide it and Mm -hmm. I had to bury it and keep, you know, bury that and perform to the world to, for whatever they wanted. And, you know, it was miserable because like, it was really hard for me to do that. And like, as hard as I tried, like you can't please everyone else. And so I think that's when I got to a point where I was just like, I cannot do this anymore. Like, you know, and so that, yeah, ever since I can remember. And I knew that I was attracted. Like, my first crush was in, like, fifth grade. Yeah. So, like, I knew I knew it, but I didn't talk to people about it because right. I was, like, so afraid. Like, they, everybody always would shut me down. Like, you can't do this. You can't like mm-hmm. this person. You can't, you know. So, I was, yeah. like, I felt very much that I had to keep all of this to myself. Yeah, I, I understand that because I feel like a lot of people, I don't know where, you know, people get the science of, homosexuality but they really believe that you can't be born a certain way and like it's like as long as I remember I always like girls it just it was never like a thing that I saw I remember getting in trouble I think I was like four or five for kissing one of my neighbors on the lips and my Mm -hmm. mom saw it and the little girl was never invited to my house again and it was at that moment that I knew something was wrong but it wasn't wrong. You know what I mean? It was like, okay, I'm not right. supposed to do that. Yeah. So now I have to live this suppression life where I'm suppressing everything I feel because of that one moment of something being deemed wrong. So I think it's it's amazing that you recognize that in yourself so early that, you know, something, even though, you know, this, y'all are trying to make me this way, this is who I am. And yeah. then you get into the point where you're like, you know what, I'm going to walk in this right. and I'm going to be this person. So I love that. Right. So I know transitioning looks different for everyone. Did you have a mentor or anyone that you looked to for guidance who like helped you along the way? Or was it just you, your study, just you just came into yourself or yeah, Yeah, YouTube YouTube. or came into yourself like on your own? Or how did that go? You know, it's so interesting because I have. So my parents kind of split when I was pretty young and I stayed with my dad and like he was Hmm. the more strict parent as I was mentioning. So I was like, damn, you know, like I'm going to have to really be performing even more all the time, whatever. So I was used to being by myself like all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like I had to mature at a very young age and I had to teach myself a lot of stuff. And so I think like, thankfully, because I had access to the internet, I was able to um, to search. So it was like, you know, I would look on YouTube. I kind of, and I don't even remember how I like first started to search that, but like, you know, it was mostly like me looking on YouTube and like, then, um, ISIS King on, mm-hmm. uh, America's Next Top Model, yes. you know, like I saw her and I'm like, oh my gosh, like 
you can be true to yourself and like be a model and do like <laughs> it like it blew my mind like I was like this can actually like I felt so rejected in so many spaces of my life when I tried to like be authentic and then I see her and like she's literally like living her her authentic life her best authentic life like yes. doing all of these things and I'm like like that was huge for me and it's crazy because we've like a few times now we haven't met in person but like we we've spoke on the phone we mm -hmm. went on live together before cool, and I'm cool, like cool. you don't even know that like <laughs> you like I was obsessed with you for so long and like she's so cool she's so you know she's so nice and everything but anyways um yeah so mostly it was like me and myself kind of figuring things out and yeah. researching I kind of stayed out of the community for a while mm. so after I went to college I didn't want to be like looked at as other than and all of that like I just wanted to go to college mm -hmm. I wanted to go to school I didn't want to have like to deal with all of that stuff so like right. I didn't really talk about my journey with like anyone I didn't really talk about mm. my story I stayed like very far away and I feel like that was also a lonely time because like I was still basically like trying to figure all of these things out and I didn't really have resources or mentors or people to kind of look to to, right. to give me you know an example of really anything so mm. I had like met one girl and she actually helped me um get started with you know like my medical transition and all of that stuff and Got so it. like she she's been amazing but like she would always, like, invite me places, and I would be, like, too afraid to go. Like, I was, like, I don't want to be outed. Like, I just, right. you know, blah, 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 whatever. So, so um, I remember you saying that at the Truth Project, we were, um, you had got on the mic, and you spoke, and you said, you know, it's been a while since you had been in a space like that yeah. and like community like that and so you you were like i'm trying to get more active get more involved so i definitely remember you saying that <laughs> yeah so what year was that do y'all remember um probably two maybe three years ago yeah so that years. makes sense about because three, yeah. about three years i recently had um went visible like to like on social media mm -hmm. and like to everyone like there were people at my job at the time that didn't know like wow, when I was wow. like right after graduating so it was like I literally went on social media I made a little video and then I, I just went public so it, it must have been like only a few months before y'all met me right at, at that event wow. uh, I, I was like <laughs> visible and like telling my story and being in spaces and like owning everything like so visibly right. and so so girl, when did you have when did you have that like come to moment like no i need to be visible yeah be visible i need to get with my community like yeah, what made you change i think because I, I was modeling one of the things that i was really terrified of was that i was going to get to a point and i was going to become successful and then someone was going to try to take that from me um like take the power of my story and try to twist it and say this and make it seem you know try to just like limit me in some way and i was, I was really afraid of that and like i had family members who are not ex accepting and during this time when i wasn't like open to share my story with everyone like they would like post pictures on social media from me like before and tag me in it and you know be like you know say all of these like really hurtful things and yeah. I was like so I I experienced that and I'm like let's say I get like booked for this major campaign and then 
for whatever reason, a family member or like an, uh, someone from before, someone who knows my my story tries to like take take that from me. Right. Um, so I thought about that and I thought about how I had faced some discrimination like during that time and I didn't really have community to go to. So it was kind of like, and the, my friends, they mm-hmm. had no idea like, you know, what to do, what that looked like or anything like that. So it was like, I just kind of felt like I wanted to, I wanted to take the power back of my narrative, take the power back of my story. And then also like be a part of this fight visibly. I wanted Mm -hmm. to change people's um, perspectives of, or their perceptions of like what trans looks like or Mm -hmm. what trans might be because so many people, when they think of that day, you know, they might think of, like, the media and what the media tries to portray here right. kind of like. A lot of times when people think of trans people, they, they think, oh, or, you know, trans women specifically, they think, oh, that's a man putting on a wig mm-hmm. trying to defeat mm-hmm. someone, you know, something right. like that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think about, like, movies and stuff that kind of portray that, portray that. you know, like, for yeah. instance, Mrs. Doubtfire, like, that's something mm. that people like, right. but even though, even though, like, Mrs. Doubtfire wasn't trans or whatever, like, people who are kind of ignorant to the whole idea, they'll link that and be like, oh, well, that man was just dressed like that, so right. he could do this, so he could deceive people and then right. get this, you know, mm-hmm. so it's like, yep. people literally, like, they make those connections, and mm-hmm. I wanted to come from a different spot and be like, look, we all have different stories, like, you know, we have to break that. We have to talk. We have to. I wanted to do that in my in my space, and so those were all kind of reasons that that made me um, become visible. Well, we we appreciate you for it. I mean, we I don't think we had when we was like stalking your Instagram at this point. (laughs) I don't think it was a question. It was more of like the familiarity of you and Ashley. Well, to me, I loved your afro. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, yeah. It didn't even like dawn on us at all. And then I think we had a thought, and it was like, nah. And then we say, it was like, okay, this family. Like, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? That's even cooler. You know what yeah. I'm saying? To see somebody that looks so familiar. But um, you are in the fashion industry, and we know the fashion industry can be pretty brutal. Um, you're also a model, and you're doing yeah. your thing, which we applaud you for. But kind of give us your experience of being a trans woman in that industry. Like, what does that look like for you? Well, I'm happy that you said it can be brutal because it definitely can. <laughs> you know, so many people just see the positive, the glitz and the glam right. and, you know, all of that. But it's definitely a, a difficult industry to be a part of mm-hmm. um, sometimes. I mean, I feel like it's rewarding also, like, those really amazing moments. But there's a lot of rejection. What beauty has meant in America mm-hmm. and what... what um, you know, how that was built off of that, like the measurements that they look for models, that was built off of a specific type of woman, a specific Mm -hmm. color, specific features, you know, all of that. And like, none of that was me. Right. So to, to acknowledge that and then try to like fight my way into the space, like that's definitely been something that's difficult. And like mental health is not something that a lot of people talk about in this industry, but like girls, go through so much stuff like to try to to meet these certain measurement requirements and you know all of these things that are pretty realistic with some of these designers like Mm -hmm. these sample sizes are not like 
not realistic. So, um, I kind of have this like aha moment, I guess, if you would. My friend was telling me that one of her really successful model friends who's walked with a lot of the big brands, she's like maybe 5'10 or 5'9, mm-hmm. and she had to weigh like, I think like 90 pounds or wow. something like that. Um, and she was just casually kind of talking about it. And I was like, that, it like hit me. I was like, there's no way that I'm ever going to be anywhere close to that. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm a, yeah, I'm a few inches taller, but like, there's no way that I'm ever going to be that. Yeah. And I was like, why am I like literally like I would have feelings of like guilt with eating and all of that mm-hmm. stuff and like all of these things it was like why am I literally over here like trying to do so much to become someone that I'm not when right. like I need to keep building my own brand I need to find like the beauty within myself and like they can alter their measurements for me exactly. they can judge me yes uh, and so that's a word these, <laughs> right these past like you know, this past, like, year and a half, I'll say, is when I really started thinking more in that way and being, like, I'm going to work on, like, as long as I like my body. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because before I was, like, trying to do a bunch of cardio to just lose everything and just literally be the stick. And then, like, now I've been, like, doing weight mm-hmm. and, like, gaining yeah. some weight and all of that stuff. And, like, before it was, like, that was really hard for me. Um, so... I mean, that's just general, like, so many models, like, across the board to go with that. But when you deal with, like, being trans and um, going into the space that, like, I've, I've been a part of, you know, I'm, I'm visible, but I don't go into every space, like, screaming and yelling my story. Right. Like, everyone, like I kind of... Right you know, I just kind of feel it out. Like, I don't hide it. If someone asks me, like, I, you know, I don't hide it, but I don't go in there like, okay, I'm this and I'm this and this, this and this. So like, I've been in spaces where I could tell that like, they weren't necessarily affirming. Mm -hmm. Um, But I have, I had a privilege of them not knowing, like a cis assuming privilege where people assume that I'm cis. And um, we were actually going to ask so you, that uh, like you're walking into our questions, right? <laughs> this is great. Well, yeah, let's go ahead that let's that go if you if you felt you had any type like of any like type privilege. privilege, yeah, definitely. Um, and that was something that was hard for me. I think I've had to re um, redefine for myself what privilege meant mm-hmm. because before when I heard privilege I was just like privilege just means your life is so easy you don't have hardships right. like mm-hmm. um and so it was hard for me to hear that I had any privilege mm-hmm. in any way because I'm like I'm black I'm trans what do you mean I have privilege right. like you know you know blah yeah. blah blah whatever mm-hmm. so I started allowing myself to be in spaces where I had certain privileges that other people did not on mm-hmm. in different levels. Like I've been in spaces where there've been people who, um, who are disabled mm-hmm. and, you know, all of these things that I don't actively think about. And like, those are privileges. Like I don't have to think about whenever I go to a building, if it's accessible for someone who is disabled, you right. know, like I don't have to think about that. So like it kind of changed my my thinking a little bit about what privilege means. Um, And so, like, we all have access to privilege, but Mm -hmm. some people have a lot more access to privilege Mm -hmm. than others. Right. Um, So, yeah, I think think that's something that I've had to do. And, like, even within, like, the trans community, I've had girls who didn't like me because of, 
you know, some people call it passing, but mm-hmm. that word is kind of, uh, it, it, it kind of makes me cringe a little bit just because, um, so I like to say cis assuming where people assume that I'm cis. So I, I typically have that privilege of being able to walk around and like not have to be um, clocked mm-hmm. for, for being trans. And so, um, but I didn't always have that privilege right. Um, right. before, you know, I do take hormones um, and not every trans individual takes hormones and that doesn't mean that they have to do this or that or whatever. But mm-hmm. Um, before I started hormones, I, I faced that type of discrimination and like, that's really difficult, like to leave your house and like have to worry about who's going to say something to you. If anybody's going to defend you, Mm -hmm. if other, you know, when, when are you going to get attacked? When are you, you know, all of these different things. It's like, it's like you constantly having to be like on guard Mm -hmm. even even more you know like being a woman you have to be on guard already right being black you have to be on guard already being trans that's a whole other right a whole other thing so it's like literally these constant like guards being up and like having to be vigilant and like you know right right. to go back to um you talking about working out i remember one time you posted that you know trans women can work out we can like lift weights we can you know do these things because you said something in the sense of they feel maybe it'll make them bulk up or you know so I think that that was really awesome to show that and how you get up every day and show your workouts and everything have you thought about maybe making that like a thing for trans women because that would be kind of cool you know, I actually, I have thought about it a bit because I have, like, not only trans women, but also cis women, like, yeah. asking me, like, what do you do? Like, what are your workouts like? Because you're fine. Like, a little bit. Because what? You're fine. What? <laughs> you can say that any time of the day. Y'all fine. Too. <laughs> I'm fine too. I'm fine. Uh, <laughs> but thank you. Yeah, I think. And that was kind of also when I had that moment of being like, I don't need to do cardio all of the time to try to fit this body type. And I I think like outside of like the modeling world, it was like, you know, trans women are are so afraid to, to look bulky and to, you know, do anything that might make life harder, Mm -hmm. you know, by Mm -hmm. like how people can look at you. And I mean, that makes so much sense, but I think it's how you, um, you know, how you do your workouts, what you focus on and all of that stuff where you Mm -hmm. can build like a nice, a nice body. You can slim and you can tone and do certain things that, that help. Um, so maybe I should look into a little, um, you know, be a little bit more. Listen, I would definitely cut you on and work out with you. I could definitely see (laughs) on the, on the mat with your little workout gear on, just puppet. Yeah. Puppet, puppet, puppet. Yeah. They go to the, trust me. They go to the, yeah, I should, I really should. I mean, I get inspirations from like different things, but I do like what feels good for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a good idea. I've been slacking a little bit lately, though, y'all. I'm not about to lie to y'all. I've been slacking a little bit. Well, we were, we can't tell. So <laughs> of course, yeah. it's quarantine. We didn't take some time off. You know, <laughs> we get back to it when it's when it's necessary. Summer has been canceled, so your summer right. body just You're don't right need to peak that. out right summer now. Canceled, it's been canceled. No worries, trust me. So as a as a um, black trans woman, do you have like any um? 
resources or like maybe if we if we have people that are tuned in that want to help out uh different different organizations or anything that you're a part of or that you, you trust yeah do you have anything that you could like plug some of my favorite i'll talk about a few podcasts and a few people that share a lot of amazing information okay. as like a general stuff to support uh, marcia's plate is one of my favorite podcasts this is a podcast that um it has, it's ran by three black trans people and they talk about so many different important topics and they, they have a trans one-on-one segment, every single, every single podcast, um, that like, it's something that we like are used to and that deal with, but people that like are not trans sometimes may not understand. And it brings like a lot of that. So I think they're, they're really amazing. That's an awesome one to check out. Marsha P. Institute, um, I recently found them, and they are, they're on, um, I had found them on Instagram, I think they're based in New York, actually, but okay. they do a lot of amazing work, like, really, really amazing stuff, they've been really active in the, um, not only the Black Lives Matter movement, but also, like, trans equality as well, so mm. that was a really beautiful thing to find, um, Monica Roberts is a local, um, activist here in Houston, and she has a blog called Transgrio, G-R-I-O-T, and um, she's like an encyclopedia um, of knowledge, like literally, she's like a trans historian, like she knows so much, she puts, yeah, she she always updates, like I, I can always look that up to see like what's going on, and actually her most recent article is discussing, um, the last uh, trans woman that we know of that was murdered this year, mm-hmm. um, which was the 14th one. She was 37 years old, and her name is Selena Reyes Hernandez. And then I, I think y'all might have seen my recent post before the one I just put up today, but Dominique Grimmie Fells mm-hmm. and yes. Rhea Milton um, were black trans women that were, that were recently murdered as well. Mm-hmm. And so... I mean, there's been 14 this year, and if you think about, like, you know, the the percentage of trans people in this this world, in this nation, Mm -hmm. and then, like, the fact that we've also been quarantined mostly for most of this Mm -hmm. year and stuff like that, it's very very alarming. Mm -hmm. It's very alarming. Um, So... So, yeah, uh, Monica Roberts, she's she's really great. There's some really amazing activists uh, that do a lot of stuff. Hope Giselle, um, she she does a lot of stuff too. She traveled. Um, Tony McDade was a, a black trans man who was murdered by the cops shortly after George Floyd's death. Yes. But not many people really knew about it or spoke about it um, mm-hmm. to the same extent. And so I know that was it, that's been really heavy because it seems like there's there can be silence whenever someone's black and trans um even from the black community and so you know like hope does a really good job with like kind of calling that out and and speaking up she's really she's really amazing um so those are like a few people i know um gender infinity they're not like a, a a black owned organization but they do offer they do offer like a 
it's called like a map basically you can put in your zip code and all of that stuff and there's like affirming resources within your area for like so many different things so if you're looking for a doctor if you're looking for um a support group if you're looking for whatever like they they have a map throughout the whole nation basically of like places that have been turned in to be affirming for the community so i think that's a really cool um, nice. a really cool thing there's the black trans advocacy coalition um they usually have a conference every late april early may um but they canceled it this year but mm. they do a lot they have chapters all throughout the nation they do so much work as well so there's a lot there's a Thank lot of you. stuff and i do usually share i do usually share stuff on my story and on my page as well like about some things that are going on so people can also feel free to to check check out what i'm sharing yes, I try to make thank sure you. To share that stuff. Yeah. yeah absolutely thank you for that because yeah. i think sometimes even uh we're guilty of it sometimes we kind of live in our own world mm -hmm. and so if it's not happening directly to us or you know we may get the news super late or we may not right. even hear about it at all. So I, I just love that, that you can share so many resources with our listeners because right. they, um, they're getting information from us. So if they only know what we know, then, you know, we're not really extending the knowledge. So exactly. thank you for those resources. Yes. So yeah, sure. what does self-care look like for Jessica? Oh, I love that. You know, it's <laughs> taken me so long to figure that out. Um because I always would say it, I'm like, yeah, self-care, self-care. But uh -huh. I'm like, what does, like, intentional self-care look like? Like, what do I do? Yes. Um, and so I've recently started implementing, maybe within the past, like, couple months, I, um, I have a day, it's usually Sundays, at least one day a week, where I set a nice hot bubble bath. Yes. Uh, I turn all the lights off. I put some candles on. Yes. I, um, I just kind of soak in that. I put on, like, a face mask. I put a hair mask on. Like, that's my day to just, like, <laughs> I want everything. I want all of all of the masks. Yes. Um, so that's my day where I get to be extra and do all of that beautiful stuff. Um, that's so cool. And then I actually recently bought some... It's like a deck of affirmation cards. Yeah. And I put them, I put some of them. The deck has like 60 cards, I think. But I have these little lights and clips above my bed. And I think it has like 12 of them. So I just, you know, I put those cards up there and I read one like every day to kind of like. Um, I like that. You know, to like, yeah, just to kind of look at. And it's something I recently thought about. Um, and I'll read you some of them. So okay. Them this says, is so awesome. I am deeply loved by the universe. Um, and so I, I kind of just repeat that and I, I look at, I try to look at ways of how I am loved by the universe and what that looks like, or mm. I am safe to be my true authentic self. Yes. Um, my thoughts become my reality. Mm, absolutely. I believe in myself and my abilities. So, you know, it has these like That's very, some good stuff. very deep um, things that is like, you know, like, wow, like, let me sit and look at this and, like, feel it and, right. you know, yeah. all of that. So I try to do that on more of a daily basis. And some of my unhealthy self-care stuff, you know, I like, yes. to, um, you know, I like to Netflix and uh, binge <laughs> and, you know, all of that stuff. That, that's also nice for me, too, because I'm, I'm actually a pretty big introvert. Um people don't think that because I, I do a lot of public stuff, but it's very exhausting for me. And I kind of prefer to be like 
relaxing and alone and at home. Yes. Um, and so I try to make sure I don't, I say no to things um, if I'm starting to feel like too exhausted or too overwhelmed. Thank you for talking with us and sharing a little so bit of, of your world yeah. and of course. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Oh. Yes. Welcome back. Welcome, Welcome back. back. Welcome back. Oh, my goodness. That was so good. Yes, 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 yes. I think it's so important for us, like we, like I said in the interview, so important for us, even in our little bubble, to make sure that we are making the connections with people that are a part of our community but yes. don't necessarily identify like we identify absolutely there can be a little segregation within the lgbt community mm-hmm. to where the gays stay with the gays and the lesbians stay with the lesbians and so forth and so on mm-hmm. but at this time and going forward we need to make sure that we are shedding light on all of our brothers and sisters we are all one of the same and our non-binary folks and our non-binary I, learned, I learned that we have folks. a five percent non-binary listening base Shout yeah. out to y'all. Shout out. Shout Cause, out. Because, you know, I don't know if we, we probably don't acknowledge. You know what's so funny? What? The other day, somebody was retweeting. Somebody, uh, damn it. Her name is Mojo. I remember her name. Okay. And she had a video and she was saying, if, you, Mojo. if you're with me, you will say uh, trans lives matter. Mm-hmm. And it dawned on me that I had never tweeted trans lives matter never like wow. never as much as we spoke about it on this podcast as much, as much as you tweet how i am like as much as i tweet right i've never said it out loud like that and i think that that is uh crazy yeah you know what i'm saying because yeah. i'm an ally right. to trans lives Absolutely. like i'm not i'm not partial to anything just because y'all we all human Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not, I don't see myself as different or, you know, separate. And I often see these conversations with women about um, autonomy and what it means to be a woman. Mm-hmm. And it creates conflict between cis women and trans women. And so the camaraderie between you and Jessica is admirable. Um, and I think it's, one, it's something that needs to be seen and heard. Absolutely. Uh, because all cis women do not feel intimidated by trans women. Right. Um, and, and the ones that do, that is internal. It's yeah. something within them that make them feel threatened by women living their fucking life. You know what I think <laughs> it is? It's kind of too like... Uh, let's just say cis women for an example you have women who get pregnant they have children and then they start to just hang out with other Other women mothers yeah Yeah, other mothers and then you know they i know i've had friends that i we grew up together and then once they had their children the relationship kind of like grew apart right and we're no longer friends right and i think that's what it is it's kind of coming together and actually opening up conversation mm-hmm. to see like oh we have a lot in common yeah a lot intersects with yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah yeah so we just have to you know start reaching out start following liking pictures commenting right. sliding like, the dms sliding the dms <laughs> you know so i mean with jessica honestly i saw her i'm like She's amazing. Follow, comment on pictures. Love. And then just so happened like the next day to see her in person. Right. It was like full circle. Like, what? what? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> that's how it has to happen. Just mm-hmm. start building relationships. Don't feel like, oh, 
we can't be friends. You're probably not interested in what right. I'm interested in, right, right, right. or you pro- you don't know my life and what I've well share with me. I'll share you mine, and we'll mm-hmm. see. You know, we can just come how, together. Just how similar we are. Exactly. I think um, one of the craziest things about me is people assume that I'm either trans mm-hmm. or you know they assume that I'm non-binary, and so it they automatically treat me or a teenager. <laughs> that too. But I'm grown as fuck. Yeah, yeah. But they automatically treat me as you know, one of their own. Mm-hmm. And I don't, it's not until they learn that I'm like lesbian identifying. I use she, her pronouns. It's like, oh, you know, but it doesn't change. You're not so cool anymore. No, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't change the nature of the relationship. And I think for more of us that are lesbian identifying or, you know, um, attached to the binary, we need to make sure that we are making ourselves open mm-hmm. for people to even want to, have conversation with us very true um and i think that's probably a thing that i have that i um inherited mm-hmm. to where i'm just open like you you know white right. people talk to me uh, yeah. hispanic people talk to me babies kids they love me like yeah. and it's just a open a warm thing and it could be like i was talking to my friend yesterday us being from the south and just having this warm demeanor this warm aura mm-hmm. but i think it's important for us to not not um like change perception but just soften our who we are you know what i'm saying i think life hardens us and so we get away from our essence and our softness and what makes us who we are Mm -hmm. and we become who we have to be Mm -hmm. and you don't have to be that you could be who you want to be right you know what i'm saying and so i think it's important to bridge these gaps to create these networks Mm -hmm. um to have these people and i i was talking about it the other day like the people that we could just call on right now right i mean from lawyers to district judges like Mm -hmm. it's 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 an amazing feeling but i understand everybody doesn't have that privilege and it's our responsibility to bring these people to y'all and so never hesitate to reach out to the people that we have on our show those are our friends yes like we but don't have industry relationships bringing them on yeah so you can reach out yes. and have that same access that we have yes and i and i feel just grateful to be in that position um and to my trans brothers and sisters that are listening we are here for you we love you um we're gonna list all the resources that jessica provided as well as some of the ones that we know of Mm -hmm. um for you to donate it warms my heart to see my trans sisters getting there and my trans brothers getting their coin for their uh surgeries and at a time like this if you're white and you listening open up your purse period Hashtag open up your purse. Hashtag because open up your purse. we know you got it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And this sweat off your back. So help us live a little easier. There you go. Out here. Yes. We need it. Thank you guys. That was so good. Snap. Make sure y'all <laughs> go and like, subscribe, rate, Shit. leave us a review. Join our Patreon. Yes. Tell your cousins about your Texas cousins. You know. Um, you know what I'm saying? Hold yeah. us down. Thank the y'all South for- The South got something to say. The South got something to say. Teas will be available soon. Andre, I love you. Please don't sue me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Peace. Peace.